Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah. um, Exercises. Unique New York, unique New York, unique New York. Unique New York, unique, unique, unique New York. <laughs> I'm going to be great. Unique <laughs> <laughs> New York. Yeah. Yep. You're listening to The Dig. What is up, Nuggets fans? This is the long lost dig. I'm your host, Nick. I'm with Jeremy. Hello. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing really well. Nuggets are back. Good. Basketball is back. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to watch. It's been a while since we had a show. I think it was when the playoffs were wrapping up. It was probably our last show, actually. Um, just for full disclosure, we were considering shutting the show down this year. Uh, Jeremy and I just started lifestyles have changed since we first started this and our responsibilities have changed. Um, but we decided to stick with it. Um, it's not going to be a regular scheduled show. Uh, you have a ton of content on the stiffs, uh, right now you'll have a show Monday through Friday. Um, the dig will not be one of those. It'll be kind of a one-off thing as we can record it. Uh, Brian Blackburn was gracious enough to, the editor of, of Denver Stiffs was gracious enough to allow us to just kind of do it when we can. And so we're going to stick with it, uh, at least for this next um, season. And we're excited about that. I'm glad I'm glad we're not done yet. Uh, I don't know, you know, how long we'll be able to go, but that's really, the plan. I really uh, like this. Um, I, what kicked us in the butt here is the season has started. So we've got to do the season preview episode. We can't right. do our own season of the dig without a season preview episode. And then, um, yeah, how would we mock our takes? Right. If we don't even get this in. And then we, we had, we were coming off of hot off of the end of the season episode. So I'm kind of feeling that whole two episodes a year kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> my, a, a season preview and then a season wrap up episode. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the plan? <laughs> my whole angle was like, you know, like on Seinfeld when they start all, by the way, all of my illustrations at this point are now going to whatever we have watched Makes sense. through, uh, through quarantine our little quar quar is oh, filled okay. with uh with seinfeld and um these shows that i just haven't seen in forever so awesome. yeah, you remember in seinfeld they uh they started getting paid a mi- they were the first people to get paid a million dollars an episode and uh oh, that's I, right yeah i was kind of thinking like what if we reeled back on the the content we were putting out there would force the people who pay us to pay us more and uh right it's like a simple supply and demand thing or something yep. you're only providing very very small supply and there's an enormous demand control the oil that was the angle i was right. coming for control that <laughs> that that podcast oil it didn't work it didn't work at all so i don't know well yeah so what have you been up to the last few months yeah uh seinfeld i said it that's, that's it. it yeah that's pretty much all we've been doing too netflix and chill little 
probably a little additional whiskey and a couple extra pounds I've added. Yeah. Um, yep. In the last few months, but we're almost through the uh, long COVID winter. Hopefully, uh, a couple more months to go, and these vaccines will start getting out, and you know maybe life will get somewhere back to normal. Uh, but in the meantime, we have an exciting Nuggets season. Uh, it's going to be a different NBA season this year with a different playoff format, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Hopefully the Nuggets aren't involved. In how, that much, at all. how much has that affected as we kind of prep for this? How much did that just like overall, like that cloud that's looming where this season is going to be different kind of like thing. Just you, you, you get to the point where you stop doing the math on why one thing should be one way or another way. And you just go, ah, you know, it's the COVID curtain, the COVID cloud. And you just go with your instinct. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like it's, it's the format itself. Isn't going to change like anything about my predictions about where teams will finish or anything like that. I don't think, um, or even the 72 game schedule. I mean, 82 games is, probably too much anyway to be honest i mean i i enjoy having as much basketball as i can get but it does kind of water down the importance of each game uh in basketball having so many games and it's a little different like baseball's got you know 162 but baseball becomes like a habit sort of there's a, a, a game every day and it's kind of this marathon you know basketball isn't it, it sort of is a marathon but it doesn't i don't know it doesn't quite have that same like daily grind feel to it it just kind of feels like too many games I think um, I don't know. And- I'm, I'm going to push back. I like because this last season uh, and the season before that, like the Nuggets more than anybody, maybe have come to realize what one game can mean to a season. The West was so 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 close. What was the game differential between number one and number eight? Like it's it, true. It was like yeah. under five games. So I I I am not totally in agreement on that and. Um, I, I realize I'm kind of in the minority at this point, but I'm also not playing the games. So we definitely want to yeah, keep I mean, those guys happy. I don't know. It's, you know, there's the argument about that the NFL is so popular in part because of the 16 game schedule and every game is this, you know, huge deal. You know, college football, same thing, like one loss can like take you out of a, a bid for a championship or whatever. But I, I don't know. I like. Did I just change your mind? Is that what I hear in the silence when you right, stop mid-sentence? Did. Maybe you did. Basketball is in the perfect middle ground between baseball go. and football. There we go. My, my point, though, my point, though, which might happen several times throughout uh, this episode, is that take you the, might have the a question, point? like, will Jamal Murray uh, average over 20 points a game? Now, before COVID, pre-COVID, Jeremy will – Take that and I will pull out my calculator and I will start looking at all the other players, the positions, the teams <laughs> they play, the averages and gotcha. try and come up with some. this time around. I'll, I'll pull out my calculator and then I'll put it down swiftly and I'll say COVID and I'll just say, yes, he'll right. average more than 20 points. Yeah, he's going to have 29 a game. Well, yeah, whatever, COVID. whatever. Yeah, whatever that button is, right. that COVID button. We need to have that for <laughs> the amount of times I give some bad takes. Oh, with absolutely this is actually no a good foundation. idea. I don't yeah, know what, what sound to. does COVID make. Whatever that sound is, is what we need to have when I drop. Sound guy. Bat. Sound, <laughs> sound guy. guy. Sound guy. That's lad, isn't it? Yeah, we need we need sound guy to put together some sort of sound effect. That's our our COVID button, because, you know, that's going to come up a lot this year. And that's <laughs> we'll talk more about this later. But expect a weird year. Uh, COVID's out, totally running out of control right now. 
these players are going to be getting it. We've already had uh, games suspended <laughs> after after two days or whatever. <laughs> but that um, was Harden. That wasn't even COVID. Yeah, like, that was yeah, Harden. Well, Harden. Harden alone is going <laughs> to is going to spread COVID to half the league. I think. Uh, we're we're already just strip clubs and we're already stepping all over our questions. Yeah, we I are. say we, we just jump do. right into it before we halfway answer every single question that we have set up. All right. As we've done the last two years, our first episode of the season is our prediction spectacular. <laughs> Predictions. <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> spectacular. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeremy, let's uh, let's get into our predictions about the West. This will take a little bit of time to go through. We're going to talk about our one through ten this year, a different than in years past. Uh, the, the bottom two seeds, the seven and eight seed will be decided by four teams in a sort of round robin tournament. It's not technically a round robin, but everybody just eight. got so confused. <laughs> yeah, seven, the seventh and eighth seed this year, if you haven't heard. This new playoff format. We'll just explain it real quick and hopefully not botch it too bad. The seventh and eighth seed going into the playoffs will play each other. The winner of which will become the seventh seed. So it's like a one game the, tournament for seventh seed. Yeah. The nine and ten seeds will play each other for the right to play the loser of the seven and eighth game. The winner of that game will get the eighth seed. You did a very fine so, job. Very fine job. Okay. Thank you. I think it's if I understand clear. that correctly. Yep. Uh, if not, Stiff's comments will will clear this up very quickly. Yes. Um, but I think I think that's how it works. Uh so how do you I guess maybe just start here. How do you feel about this this kind of format of having this kind of play-in game for some of these? lower seeds i love it um i liked very much what they did with the um um the playoffs of this last round letting another team kind of play for it and so i love that they even expanded more on that uh and and it makes a little more sense i kind of get the whole like if you're within three games then you have the right to the play in kind of a thing but this time around, it's just much more crystal clear. It's something we can all look forward to. It's something that every team in the NBA can plan on. If if you are ranked 12th, but you're only like two games out from 10th, you know, you can have those conversations where you're still trying to push it. Like, no, <laughs> let that rookie sit. <laughs> we need to play our veterans and get into that game. And we can still have some like good looking basketball. And that's the thing at this point, the teams who are playing the teams that I had falling in the ninth, 10th, 11th spots are quality teams. It, mm -hmm. These are teams that are fun to watch. So, you know, in the past when, when it's just traditional one through eight, these teams as good as they are and as fun as they are to watch, um, they, they would have just bailed, you know, weeks before the end of the season. And at this point it's going to be fun. Um, all those games should be fun coming down to the wire and then we have these uh these three games to watch that are like a, a mini playoffs that I'm sure will be a blast. So I'm I'm all for yeah. it. I'm all for I it. really like it too. Yeah, I'm all for for play-in type games, single elimination games. I I love that kind of format. I mean, the NCAA tournament every year is always a blast because of that. Uh you, you don't want to probably go that route in the NBA like all the way through, but to have a little taste of that in the 7 through through 10 seeds, I think will be a lot of fun. 
Um, and like you said, they're kind of always grouped up pretty close anyway. I mean, you know, in the past, this would have put the Nuggets in a little play in tournament. You know, who knows if they get in uh, two, three years or whatever. Was it three years ago? Right. Against Minnesota. Uh, three, three years and four years ago. Right. Um, but yeah, imagine, you know, some of that, you know, that in that in that case, that season, that game against Minnesota was our sort of our play in game. Mm-hmm. But now the NBA is going to be kind of fostering that kind of drama every well if they continue with this moving forward it'll be every season but uh i see how we'll see how it goes i have a feeling it's going to be popular and i have a feeling you know they may stick with this uh for the long term i'm not sure if adam silver has made any comments about that about whether this is just a temporary thing or if they're going to consider it moving forward but well i mean if it's really popular i think they'll probably just keep it another another thing that we might be looking at is and not to get into this deeply because there's really boring depth to this is uh, expanding the league and and so if they are adding um uh two teams within the next uh two or three years here it, it this kind of feels like a step in that direction that that will help um add to a league that's a little bit bigger to have a playoffs that's a little bit expanded um yeah and i think the league is probably thing. ready for that there's so much talent in the league right now that i actually I don't I don't think we water things down by adding a couple mm. a couple more teams at this point. Mm. I Even think a few East years ago, better. I would have thought that. But at, yeah, at this point, there's legitimate contenders in the East. Granted, their their playing games are going to look a lot worse than ours in, in the West. But you're they're, right. Yeah. But their top four or five teams at this point are now all really like, you know, nothing to sneeze at. So but come on, watching Trey Young in a play in game is going to be a lot of fun. Right. right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I, um. Yeah, that's another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> Trey Young, what a. Joke. I will, although I will just add, Seattle better get a team if we do expansion. Yeah, yeah, that's everything I'm hearing is is Seattle and one other city. It's like it's Tampa. not even a question. It's not even a question. <laughs> that's been brought up. That's been brought up. Tampa, Nashville. Yeah, of course it has. It's always brought up. That's every. I don't know how Tampa has so many teams. Yeah, Las Vegas. Anyway. Um, yeah. So let's All jump right. into it. So we should probably start with the bottom four then. Uh, as our, for our predictions, who do you have in the bottom four in the play, in the play in games? Cool. I'm actually, gonna, <laughs> and then we'll work our way up. I'm going to start, I'm going to do it from the top down, but I'm not going to get the teams that just, just to address how hard the West is at this point. Okay. I, I have the top four teams in the NBA in, in the West, um, all with the same record, 45 wins. I have yeah. the next four teams, the next five teams. All with the same record, 44 wins. And now I know, again, mathematically, <laughs> this is not even possible, but we're going to go ahead and press the COVID button and just make this make this work. Um, Sound guy! <laughs> so that's how close I think things are at this point. And I don't want to put much effort into figuring, especially when we only have half of a schedule. Like when you really want to get into uh, previews for these teams, you go through the schedule, you look at these matchups, um and we only have half of a schedule at this point so it's kind of impossible the 10th team so i have these two tiers um and then there's one team that one other team that's worth looking at that's just below that's memphis to me and i have them at 10th and then below that to me is kind of the dregs like i'm not paying attention to 11 through 15 i don't think that any of those teams are seriously competitive or will be um memphis at 10 and Phoenix at nine is who I have um, both fighting for that that eighth seed um, in the play-in game, and then mm-hmm. I have um, I have the Pelicans at seven, 
And the team that I snuck in at eight was the Warriors. It's just, it's too hard for me to think of a season with a totally healthy Stephen Curry and let's call him a healthy Draymond Green. I just, I can't see those two playing a full season together and not, not being in the playoff picture in some form. Yeah, they're, yeah, they'll be at least in the playoff tournament. I, I also have them in the playoff as well. A, a lot um, are a lot of people are dropping the them play altogether. in. I guess I should. Call right, it. right. And so how that would turn out, I think for me is um, Memphis. I, I actually really like a lot. Um, I think they're a team with not much depth, but the tip of their spear, I think, is almost as mighty as as any, especially when you calculate how young they are. But John Morant, I think. If there's anybody who might end up squeezing Jamal Murray out of the um, all-star spot, it might be Jaw. Yeah, he's a real deal. And uh, and and Triple J, uh, when he's healthy, like uh, they have a lot going for them. So that's why I think they could potentially beat Phoenix. Um, but regardless, uh, so I would see the Pelicans edging out the Warriors and keeping their seventh seed. And then the Warriors, I, I just whether it's Phoenix or Memphis, it's again, hard for me to see Stephen Curry in a, a playing game, a one game series, not just yeah. like totally rain down. Yeah. yeah. How does he not torch somebody for 50 and get him in? Right. So I, I'm, I'm I, keeping that yeah. group together. I'm not having any upset upsets down there. I've got Pelicans at seven, Warriors at eight, Phoenix at nine, Memphis at 10. What about you? I am going to give you an upset. Okay. I have as the seven and eight seeds going into the play in, uh, the Suns at seven and the Warriors at eight. The okay. Suns are my real breakout team this year. Uh-huh. And one other one we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but I, I really believe that the Suns take a big leap. This hey, year. I, uh, I think so too. I have them yeah. with the same record as the Pelicans. They have right. 44 they have, wins in my book. They have a ton of talent on that team. And now with Chris Paul being there, they have the kind of leadership that can guide them through. Uh, to a playoff berth, I think, and maybe even make them a really dangerous first round playoff matchup. Um, in fact, they're kind of a team that I'm hoping the Nuggets don't have to see if the Nuggets end up with a higher seed. So uh, I, I really like the Suns a lot this year. Uh, and then in the 9-8 or 9-10 spot, I have the T-Wolves and Pelicans. Uh, so this is pretty similar to yours. Really? I left Memphis off. Wait, yeah. The T-Wolves um, and the Pelicans. You have the Pelicans at 10? Yeah, at 10. Over, over the T-Wolves. You really yeah. like the T Wolves, huh? No, I, I, the I dropped them at off. nine. I have the T Wolves at nine. Yeah, and Pelicans at ten. And then, and the Pelicans at ten. Right. I like and, the Pelicans. I really like the Pelicans. Yeah, I no, I, 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 I'll believe it if I see it. I won't be surprised if they take a significant leap forward this year either. Just um, Zion and Brandon Ingram, like right. those two alone, scares me so much more than anything that that Towns is with anybody else on that roster. Yeah, sure. Are we sure Zion can play a full season? Like, right. I need to. Yeah, I need to see this. Yeah, I need to see it happen. I need. I need to see what they are as a unit. I need to. Uh, you know, see how Eric Bledsoe fits in here. Um, and if he can, you know, somewhat make up for for Drew Holiday. Uh, he's not the player Holiday is, but they have a, they have a very interesting young team. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I just I believe in the Suns more this year, mostly because of Chris Paul being able to kind of lead that team in the way that he did a young thunder team mm. last year and really made them a surprise and, and made them a, a tough out in the first round. I think something similar will happen with the Suns this year. Um, so I'm going to call uh, Pelicans over T wolves in the nine, 10 game. Okay. 
though. Uh, I don't believe in the T Wolves because mostly because I don't believe in Carl Anthony Towns really. Yeah, I just I don't I I don't know. He he seems to me to be somebody like a he's like a Tracy McGrady or somebody he, like a guy that puts up big stats in the regular season. He's like just, an Anthony Davis, honestly. Well, it's I, by stats he is, but I I like well or yeah you put before Kat, he joined LeBron. You, you put yeah, Cat on he, LA. I I don't yeah, know. You're right. I I think they're kind of the same team. I think they they win the championship, but. Not because it was like not because of cat on his own. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so I'll take the Pelicans in an upset there, and I'm going to take the Suns in an upset over the Warriors. And okay. so the Suns get the seven seed. Then it's Warriors versus Pelicans, and I give the Warriors the win in that one to get the eight seed. Okay. Okay. That's so interesting. So, so, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. My seven, eight is Suns at seven, Warriors at eight. Okay. Moving into the actual full playoffs. Okay. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So that takes us up to the sixth. Right. See, who do you got? Um, at, at sixth is where I plop. So this is still my my second tier of teams <laughs> that end up with 44 wins. Um, I have Portland <laughs> at six. Um, and again, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to drop the whole wins thing. That that honestly is yeah, just it doesn't really matter. for pure, pure amusement factor. Um, that I have Portland at six. Um, I, I like the moves that they made. I think they were positive moves. It just doesn't move the needle for me as far as matching up, um, in any certain way with these other teams. Like I like Rocco there. I think that's a positive Nurkic healthier, like, okay. It doesn't really do it. It restores what I thought they were to begin with. So, um, I'm just not sure. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm just not sure Rocco changes things as much as I was ringing the bell for years now for us to get Rocco. Um, <laughs> I'm now, I, I, this might be like a really subjective standpoint where I say on our team, he would change everything, but Oh, on Portland, like, no, he's not going to change anything. Yeah. I just thought, well, I, yeah, because they don't need, they don't need his defensive play necessarily to cover up. You know, this is why he was such a good fit on the nuggets is because he could be a, you know, three point shooter, a guy who can score from the outside, who can cover Jokic on defense. Mm -hmm. He's kind of a uh, could sort of fill that Millsap role. Um, the Port Portland doesn't really need that mm -hmm. exactly. I mean, Nurkic is a better defender, Jokic is, um, and Zach Collins is a capable defender. And I, I don't know, yeah, he just he, I agree with you that he doesn't seem to really budge things there. And that's and Mello, I mean. <laughs> You know, I guess Melo's coming off the bench there, so I don't know what yeah. kind of impact he's really going to have. No, no. Um, and I'm not – look, 
<laughs> you know, on 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 uh, free agency day, whatever those those couple of mm-hmm. one, you know, a couple of days or whatever, where all these moves were made. You know, I mean, I heard Nuggets fans <laughs> saying that not re-signing Jeremy Grant was going to make the Nuggets into a borderline playoff team, and that's crazy. That Portland was probably the second seed now. I Something heard like that. I heard a lot of and, things about Portland. Yeah. 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 Because of the Rocco pickup and whatever, and they'll be healthy and get some guys back in their kitchen and everything. But guys, like I, what we saw in the preseason was not an aberration. The nuggets mm. stomped on that team mm. and it wasn't close. I don't know why nuggets fans still don't give this team more credit and this core more credit. Some nuggets fans, I'm not going to throw all of you under the bus out there, but, <laughs> um, there there still does seem to be a lot of like just kind of nug life like skepticism or or uh fear that this has all got to be phony in some way or something mm-hmm. it's all about to blow up on us and losing our fourth best player is gonna somehow you know make us a, a, a borderline playoff team i think that's crazy mm-hmm. crazy jeremy grant uh had some nice moments in the playoffs last year uh he is not an elite player. He is struggling mightily with Detroit right now without Jokic and, and Murray setting him up. If, if, if anyone has been paying attention to this, he is uh, not the superstar that he apparently thinks he is. And the nuggets didn't need him the way that he needed them. Yeah. Um, to be successful. And they have plenty of other guys to fill this in. And I, in fact, I think I'm sitting here right now. I will we'll wait to see how green looks when he starts playing more, but First of all, Millsap looks terrific. And I, I don't know if this will be able to continue through the season because he's old, but he looks fantastic so far. And I think Green might be a better fit. He's, he's not as versatile as Jeremy Grant, maybe, but I think he's the better defender at what he does. I, and theoretically, I will agree with that. Um, I haven't seen it really manifest yet, but I'm expecting to. So anyway, that's this was the talk about Portland. You have Portland at six. I have Portland at five. So we're kind of both in the same boat on okay. Portland that they're not taking some leap up to the second or third seed right. this year because of their their moves as much as the hype train wanted to. I only um, I only have one big that. leap, honestly, actually. I only have one big leap in my entire prediction. Yeah, here. I do too. It, I have a feeling it's gonna be the same. Yeah, time. probably. So uh the Jazz is who I have at my sixth seed. See, I had them um, at five. unless you have them leaping up. Okay, I, I so we, we just have five. the Blazers and Jazz flip flops. Yep. So, yeah, we're in the same spot on them. I don't. The Jazz are the who they were last year. I, I don't see any. I mean, they got Derek Favors. Okay, I guess he's the Jokic whisperer, according to some people. Whatever. Uh, like nobody. Look, Jokic might be on on pace for an MVP an MVP season. I think the way he looked in that opening game. Granted, it was yeah. the Kings. Uh-huh. But he's I I feel like this is a guy he's coming into the season in shape into the season engaged. What's that going to mean for an entire season? Exactly. And he's moving so quick, like his movements seem quicker. Um, whereas before his his mind would be able to figure something out. Um, I feel like it would his mind would have to adapt to where he knew his body could get him. Um, he, so he'd have to kind of like play two moves in advance, whereas now it. It, it seems like his movements, a lot of his stuff is almost more preemptive. Um, oh, that that cross court pass to Barton in in the Kings game mm-hmm, the other night. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this. Uh, yep. play. It was essentially a no look cross court pass. He just knew 
how the court was going to shift as he moved over and threw a pass completely across the entire court without even looking really mm-hmm. like he he has he has like a Peyton Manning level like mastery over like the field right now where he just kind of knows where everybody's going to be before they're there and his know? body's and, never been better <laughs> and his body's and his and he's coming in shape and yeah so, like he I think he is just in line for a monster monster year and I, I think he's really settling into his role I think he's he's starting to finally appreciate the fact that he's really really good uh yeah I think he he's taking his post team relies on him he, he's right. he's realizing um he's realizing i think to put pressure in the post even if he doesn't wind up taking the shot is is doing a lot more whereas before he was yep. much more of like a, a picker he would stand on the outside and kind of pick things apart from there i think now he's kind of realized from taking the lead in scoring um whereas in the past he's had to because everybody else has fallen apart around him um, now he's just kind of realized even if he doesn't shoot it, he's just put so much more pressure and collapsed the defense that much more. Um, I, I'm definitely on par with you with uh, seeing even more out of him this season, seeing even more progress for him and for our whole offense. Totally. Okay. So that takes us up to the, uh, what, fourth seed. Yeah. So we're in the top four now. Um, you got a four. So at four, I'm going to have to explain um, the storyline to this season a little bit more. At four, I have the Lakers. Oh, interesting. This is, and again, I have them (laughs) with 45 wins, which I said I wasn't (laughs) going to bring up again, like the rest of the other three teams above them. The the way I think, see things playing out is that LeBron's just not going to get, he's going to get his rest, I think. And, this is a team that is going to be just much more fixated on the playoffs. I see them coming into the playoffs, absolutely smashing people. I see, um, I see them ending the season very strong. Um, I think it's just going to be the, one of those things where they're just always um, hanging a little bit below the other teams. And then they're in all the interviews they are always going to be talking about like, yeah, we're not number one right now, but we're just focusing on the playoffs. And I think they're going to try and tighten it up towards the end, but because the competition is so good, I just see them where it really does come down to like they have the same record as one or two other teams, but because of whatever positioning they they're they're lower. Um, yeah. So that's why I had them at four. I still think that they're the the favorite in the playoffs, but um, but just because of records and season and everything, I have them at four. I can totally see that happening. I. I, I I have a similar team at four. I have the Clippers at four mm-hmm. for largely the same reason. I think that uh, Kawhi is going to continue to get his rest. Uh, you know, maybe they even start resting Paul George more through the regular season because he's you know he he saw what Kawhi did last year and was like, I want to not play as much. Um, the seventy-two game season might might help them there a little bit too. But I don't know. I just the Clippers. I don't know after what happened last year with a new head coach. You know, they have they added a Baca, which is, mm. you know, an upgrade. And I, and I really like that addition for him. I was kind of hoping the Nuggets would get him, honestly. Um, I I just don't know that, again, it's a it's a move the needle kind of thing. And especially with some of the guys that, you know, they lost Harrell, uh, who was a, a big deal for them in the regular season. He ended up being right. a pretty big liability in the playoffs. Right. But, you know, a lot of their regular season success, you know, was really built around that strong bench. and especially on those, those games when Kawhi, you know, is resting or whatever. So I don't know. I just don't, I don't really see the fire in that team that propels them upward. 
I, I sort of see them more kind of stagnant and and hoping to to make a move in the playoffs. Okay, then I'm I'm gonna have to jump jump ahead in in my rankings here. Okay, I have them at number one, and it's for every opposite reason that you just <laughs> said. I think that we will see Kawhi play more than ever. I think we will see a fire under them. I think the chip on their shoulder is going to be real. Um, I like their roster more now. I like the the Serge Ibaka started his career as purely a shot blocker, an athletic kind of freak um, who really evolved into a guy who understood positioning and things like that. Um, that is a wise veteran to add to your team. Um, I feel the same way about Luke Kennard, even though he's a, a young guy at this point. I feel like I would call him a general uh, with his ability to um, make things happen, to understand spacing. Um, he's not pure talent. He's also a mind as well. And that this is the kind of stuff that scares me. This is what they were missing um, before. They were just like, well, pass the ball to Kawhi and have him do something. And he spent his whole career having generals set things up for him. And, um, and so, so that's, that's where I kind of feel like they're going to be strong. Um, they're going to have a fire under them. And, and I think they, that they have enough going for them if they do play hard, um, and, and consistently like actually play the game rather than sit. Um, I, I see them as number one and, and I, that's what I expect. Okay. Uh, well, my number one. <laughs> Are we just skipping over up two there? Then we'll <laughs> fill it. <laughs> Welcome to the dig. <laughs> Sound guy. I have your Denver Nuggets as the number one seed in the West this year. You home favorite. Yep. It's possible. I think, look, game one notwithstanding. It was an overtime game. Murray was horrible. Harris was over five from three again or whatever. Over four. They barely lost. It was just that there was there was no interest in, against the Kings. Even with that, I got to say, I think they largely looked pretty good. Yeah. In, in that game. It were, that, and the Kings are better than I think people give them credit for, too. Um, and they've had actually had some struggles against the Kings in the past a couple of times. But um, I'm not worried about that game at all. I think we're going to see him beat the Clippers tonight. We're recording this uh, a little bit before the game. And I am just thrilled to see what Jokic in full Superman mode this year is able to accomplish. MPJ had, I don't know what Mike Malone seemed to be, seemed to think was a somewhat disappointing game. <laughs> yeah, no, I was in so happy one, to see that, actually. And he had 24 points and five <laughs> rebounds and three blocks yeah. and two steals. They were like, his rebounds wasn't there. And, and, and the rebounds weren't there. Okay, but, like, he's going to rebound. Right. And there's just going to be some, like, five rebound, a five-rebound game for him, we're all disappointed. Jeremy Grant gets five rebounds exactly. last year, and we're all thrilled. That's exactly what I was about right? to say, is earlier you were talking about how uh, Nuggets fans and national media jumped on the nuggets for, for losing their third or fourth best man. And then a lot of people said, and they didn't fill it with anybody. They were looking for who did they add? Who did they add? They didn't need to. He was sitting there the right. whole time. That's Michael Porter. His name Jr. is Michael Porter jr. Right. right. And, and, and this exact point, exactly. He had five rebounds and there, everybody's frowning about that. <laughs> Whereas right. their third or be fourth best guy last season, it was, it was celebrations through the streets. If he had five, um, right. and, and again, I don't want to overstate rebounds. It, it's it's the number one, like most obvious flaw in Grant's game. 
Um, there, I think there's bigger flaws that are less obvious, but, um, but it's still something to note is that Michael Porter Jr. is filling a role here. And the fact that he was on our team last season and it wasn't some hot new free agent or hot new rookie should not make people lose sight of just how much better our team can be without making these outside changes have to happen. Right. I mean, in the end, this really could be addition by subtraction. If Michael Porter Jr. can grow defensively, which we saw some flashes of in the Kings game, I mean, he was not awful defensively. Uh-huh. Two steals and three blocks. I mean, not just to focus on the stats, right. but I mean, that's an impact right. defensively. You know, if we if we looked at like AD's stat line and saw that, we'd go, oh, yeah, that's a good defensive game for AD, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, you know, pretty typical for him. Um, you know, did did they go at MPJ a few times? Did he have some, you know, defensive lapses and stuff yeah like it happened um i'm sorry though like does nobody watch like james harden play defense or like like a lot of the great scorers in the nba are not great defensive players we just need him to not be horrible we need him to not be like able to be targeted Mm -hmm. on every play and actually at least for this year and i think you know and, and hopefully he can grow into a great defensive player over time but like if he can just be a serviceable defensive player and a great rebounder which is also part of defense and then I think he's going to be fine. A lot of it falls to, I hate to say this, this could be torn apart, um, but I'm going to build off of it. A lot of the defense falls to the two and the four, like obviously on our team. When you have Jokic, right. Murray, and then Michael Porter Jr. sandwiched between them, obviously that four and two have to be the the perfect defensive counter players but i gotta say Jokic had three blocks in that game by the way yeah and that's that's what i wanted to touch on is you mentioned like sure like not to give too much credit to his stats the three steals and two blocks but if that's what you are getting out of a player whereas you have a two and a four who are more who are securing things around them um as well as only two players on a five-man um lineup can um just those counting stats can help a lot. Those blocks are going to end up in fast breaks. Those steals are going to end up in fast breaks where you have likely you're making points out of a defensive move. And so if you have that coming from a guy who is a defensive liability, but then you have the rest of your defense in your two and your four solidifying things again, as much as they can, then you're looking at a team that's, that's, that's still effective on defense even if they're not a brick, the brick wall that everybody wants to see. Right. And his scoring is going to be huge for them. I mean, he had 24 points in that game and he, he was in foul trouble almost the entire first half. Mm -hmm. He only took 16 shots. Like they were the most, that was the quietest 24 points. Yeah. I I can remember. It was, you know, that because that's the kind of scorer he is. He's just so efficient. Uh, He is such a great three point shooter that, you know, if that's all he gets, like Will, I think Will Barton had more shots than he did mm-hmm. in that game. Somehow, Will Barton had the second most shots in that game. They played a lot off the bench, you know. Yeah, and I, Will was good. I'm not. I, this isn't a criticism. I just like Michael Porter Jr. can have such an impact with even a, a, a limited amount of shots mm-hmm. that it's going to be huge for this offense yeah. this year. And I, I think full. I fully expect them to have the number one offense in basketball this year because of that. Uh, I I think the question is, can they, their defense be good enough? They're not going to be an elite defense. Can it be good enough? And that's going to be the test. Right. If if the, I think at least for the regular season, it won't matter. And, and that's the direction they're going in. It, when you start Michael Porter Jr., again, next to Jokic and Murray, you are, you are staking offense as what's going to win it for you. 
and you, there's no way of hiding it. It's very clear. These are our three best players. They are all um, offensive-minded players. We're going. We're going to try and win this with offense. At that point, you you just want to piece together a, a workable defense. And, and so, like something I looked at a while back was the teams who have won championships and you know where their offense and defense is at. And um, it looked like there's plenty of teams that win with defenses. Um, you know, anywhere maybe between tenth and fifteenth um, in in the league if their offense is good enough. Um, and so that to me is the zone that I'm targeting to see if our defense can get there. And maybe it isn't this season. Maybe there are some player personnel decisions to be made, but if we wind up being, let's say 12th on in defense for the season, um, there's no reason why a team built around these offensive players can't win a championship. I, so I had them at number two. I have the Nuggets coming okay. in at number two under the Clippers. I already mentioned the Lakers at four. Right. Um, so it's obvious now that we did choose the same um, yep. fast ride. <laughs> number so, three. Yeah, I have the Maz at number three. Yeah. Um, yep, me too. And, and I have the Lakers at two. And actually, I have, in my mind, they're legitimate contenders to win the championship. Um, okay, that's crazy. No, I, I think they, that's that they really crazy. are. I think that they really are. But um I think four. I think four teams can, and uh, and 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 I maybe almost even like. I don't know. It starts to get really weird when I start trying to figure out if the Mavs are. You wanted than the to say the Mavs are your favorite. No, 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 no. To no. win the championship. No, no. Oh, okay. Here's one other thing I need to say too. Like I'm sure nobody follows closely enough. Uh, the reason why I didn't go with the Lakers last season was because of injuries. I I expected to see some sort of injury, some sort of um, tired, missing games or just taking too many plays off between LeBron and AD. And that didn't happen. And so this year I'm having a a severe reaction the other way and I'm not taking injury into account in any way, shape or form. I do have the (laughs) Lakers winning it at all. Um, But, uh, but I, I, these, the, I just, these, this Mavs team scares the world out of me. They really, really, really do. They're good. Yeah, they're going to be good. And and for this to happen so quickly with this team, and, and for mm-hmm. it to be so young, I I am I am very much worried about them um, for the next ten years. Um, oh yeah, I, the, I'm more worried about them for the legacy of Jokic and Murray than I'm worried about what the Lakers would be. Yeah, that's a good point. And I actually think maybe that's why this is the year of the nugget that this is maybe their best opportunity. Like we talked about this last year in the bubble, like, man, this is really like the the chance for the nuggets to just, you know, sneak up there and grab one in this kind of under these weird circumstances and stuff obviously wasn't, wasn't to be, they just, they couldn't, they couldn't match up with the Lakers. Um, enough to make that happen but uh this might honestly now the lakers are just older so we got lebron a year older as you said he, he's had this miraculous ability to stay 
free of any kind of major injury. Um, is this the year that that time starts catching up I, with him? I swear, Probably not his his but, prostate is going to go out on him before his knee does. Somehow, know, seriously, somehow. it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know how that body too, that frame, that much weight on it and stuff. I mean, it's muscle, but like, man, guys that size just don't stay this healthy. It's crazy. Uh, but you you have to think at some point he's going to take a step back a little bit. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I also don't know that the Lakers are you know, we'll be able to maintain the same, maintain the same kind of level of hunger for a championship that they had last year. Um, you know, 80s got his now. Uh, I don't know. I, I, and I don't, a lot people are talking about how much better this team is now because of what they did in the off season. I don't think they're better, at least not against the nuggets. I sort of like the matchup against the nuggets equally, or maybe better. It kind of depends a lot on Michael Porter jr. And how he develops, um, Marcus Saul is a, is a tough matchup for Jokic, I'm, but I think he had a lot of problems with Dwight Howard last in the last season. Right, uh, series. that so, that's the I, biggest to me is yeah losing Dwight Howard somehow it, it helps the Nuggets. I don't know in what world we exist where Jokic <laughs> was impacted severely by Dwight Howard, but it happened. Yeah, and and now we don't have to worry about and him. Rondo. Honestly, Rondo yeah, was a big problem yep, for us in that series. Plug, yep. Like. <laughs> um, but, um, but also some, Gasol, some small things like that. Also Gasol, as much as I just said, I'm out on injury. I just, I wonder, I wonder what 2020 or I should, 2021 Marcus Gasol actually brings to the table compared to the past. And even in the past, it's not like he owned, uh, Jokic. Um, we saw Jokic do fi- There was, I, I remember actually looking up the stats for that when that trade happened and, if if you took the names off the sheets, it would clearly seem like Jokic has played very well against this guy in the past. So I I really do wonder how that winds up manifesting and how much that that changes. Like, you know, a fulcrum, how a fulcrum, if you have the whatever random amounts of weight on whatever sides, if you just move that a short bit, that can completely change how things tip. And so in this in this scenario, if Jokic gets more space. I don't know if you want to call it Dwight Beanham in, in his head. If he has more serenity during the playoffs um, against the Lakers, if he just gets budges a little bit, is that enough for Jokic to, to then make all of the guys around him that much more better? And then we see a huge difference that that's going to be the number one thing I look at is what does the change from Dwight Howard to Marcus all look like in our matchup? Because I'm sure the rest of the teams, that's the positive going from Dwight to Mark is a positive. But in our scenario, I'm I'm going to be watching that really closely. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I'm not sold that you're not. They're you're better not Mark against Gasold. the Nuggets, and yeah, Marcus sold. Um, he like this is not prime Marcus sold. I mean, people <laughs> these Lakers stands. I swear, like people just anybody the Lakers add, it's like it's like oh that's the you know that's the the greatest move in history. That's the move that's gonna. Uh, you know, solidify our dynasty or something like that. I mean, if you listen to Toronto fans, Marcus Saul is washed and there's nothing to be worried about here, but we'll find out. Mm. Um, he might have, have something left, but I just, I don't think it moves the needle for them. I think they're essentially the same team they were last year. They're LeBron and AD. It doesn't really matter. You, you just put a bunch of vets around them. There's a, there's a couple of marginal improvements. I think, you know, Harold might be an improvement for the regular season for them. He's just going to help them, you know, deal with, you know, probably AD and LeBron being out occasionally. Uh, maybe without taking a big dip. I don't think he does 
next to anything for them in the playoffs. Mm. So at least not against the Nuggets. They, he was a uh, he was unplayable against the Nuggets last year. All right. All right. Um. Well, let's give it like some. Let's give a, a at least a championship prediction here. Right. We're gonna have to turn the show into two into two parts. I think. Yeah. Um. We have some. Uh. Are we sure? And some. Um. Over under buy and sell stuff to do, but classic dig stuff. Yeah. We'll we'll make this a two parter, and we can wrap it up here with your championship prediction. Yeah, I've got Lakers. I've got Lakers over the Bucks. Actually, really boring. Yeah. Really boring. But that's yeah. what I expect. I have the Nets in the finals. They looked good in game one. Who that's did? not why specifically, but man, they did look good. I have the Nets in in the finals, losing in seven games. To your Denver Nuggets. <laughs> God, I don't even. This want to... is the year. It's going to happen. All right. We've got. We've got two years of improvement behind us. We, we, we get to the second round. We get to the third round. This, this team has, has learned how to win tight games. They've learned how to win game sevens against stiff competition. They have been together. For quite a while now, MPJ will be the thing that catapults this team to a championship this year. So you have you have the Nuggets facing off against the Lakers in the Western Conference, right? Nuggets won. And no, no. Where where are the Lakers in your lineup? I I'm thinking that the Lakers might are going to go down against either the Clippers or some sort of a surprise. Up, oh my like, gosh! Like a, All right, a, like the like Dallas upsets them or something. You weird. better hope the injury bug actually does finally come around for them because yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't love, I don't love the Lakers Nuggets matchup. Um, so yeah, my my prediction for the Nuggets getting the championship this year involves the Lakers going down before the Nuggets get to them. Mm. But I like the Nuggets against everybody else. Mm. So. I have us I was being the Mavs in a crazy series um in the semis and then losing to the Lakers in six um for the Western Conference Finals. Okay. Anyway, it's good to be talking about uh like it's like almost like it's a foregone conclusion that the Nuggets are gonna be in the mix. <laughs> it's not that long ago. We were just hoping they'd make the playoffs, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh we, we've catapulted past that pretty quickly. And here's a big deal um, to me is the staying power. So it's one thing to see a team shoot up kind of out of nowhere. And, and then either they're in the, the championship or the, the conference finals or something like that. And then they disappear. That's, that's one thing. It's another thing to be able to like show up and, and to be there and to be there kind of like where Houston was at. And, Oh, Oh, did you not have Houston in your top 10? No, neither did I. No, I think they trade him. I think they suck and they realize how bad they are even with him uh, and they trade him. They either trade him or I just think it just it's not going to work. Like, I I just I just think this team is busted Mm -hmm. right now. And even if they keep him, it's just going to be a really ugly season for them. And exactly. It's going to be ugly and they're just going to wind up training him. It's going to be ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, But but. To the, the the point, they have just been so good for so long. Pretty much them, you know, Golden State before the injuries. Um, there's not many teams that really qualify for that. And even if the Nuggets don't win a championship this season, if they make it even to like, you know, the semis, um, 
to me, that's significant. It's showing true staying power. And we get, we get to be, I guess you could call us the next Houston. We get to be the next team that clearly is very good and gets season after season to take a swing and see if we can pull down a championship. Um, and, and maybe two teams get to say that in a conference, um, you yeah. know, over a decade or something like that. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing our stamp on um, being uh, one of these top teams in the NBA and and hopefully prove that that we can carry the success forward whether that's a championship this year as you mentioned or not um just to see that success carried forward awesome cool. thanks jeremy this is uh we- it's gonna be a fun one we got a shortened season we've got a different playoff format uh, we've got Michael Porter Jr. in the starting lineup, which I did not expect. That was a surprise night one. Uh, welcome one for me. Um, but we've got a, a really interesting team. I mean, like th- this team, if they were running it back the way they are or the way they were last year, I would still be, you know, in love with them. I love them. I, I really do. This is probably my favorite. Man. Yeah, it's probably my favorite sports team ever. At this point, I probably just because mm-hmm. of following all of them from the time they were drafted forward. Right. The mellow, the mellow years were great. And, you know, obviously I followed, I followed that from the beginning, from when mellow was drafted, but they brought in so many free agents during that time that were instrumental that it was still fun. I'm not trying to diminish it, but I, there's something just a little more special, slightly more special about this group to me. And I think, I think they also have a better chance of, of winning it all. Yeah, we'll see. it's it's interesting. You and I both have similar like uh, what you're tussling with is uh, Broncos and what I'm tussling right. with is Niners. And I came out of a Joe Montana, Steve Young era. You came out of a um, John Elway era. And uh, I'm sure that's like in your blood at this point, as much as the Niners are in mine. But I think I would say the same thing that this team in sports for me is the most interested that I have ever been before in in any sport. So man, way to add some depth to this at, at, on that note, my, my whiskey just ran out, which tonight was (laughs) um, shows over uh, show is definitely. Oh, it is. Okay. You can follow me at Nick Herzog, SBN on Twitter. Follow him at Jeremy Poli. Follow Denver Stiffs at Denver Stiffs. Uh, we have a lot of great content coming this year. Oh, please. We're excited for the season. Watch, listen to that Garbage Takes show. The second I heard that, I tried to jump ship. I tried to sell Nick down the river and say I wanted on that. <laughs> it didn't let me, but, but maybe maybe I will be jumping on there from time to time. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna make an appearance or two on, on Garbage Takes, too. So, yeah, definitely check out the new show if you haven't. Of course, Nuggets Numbers uh, is always good with Brian Blackburn, the Denver Stiffs show with a revolving group of, of random stiffs. I will probably make an appearance on there at some point this year, too. Um, and uh, Jenna Garcia's uh, podcast, Chicken Nuggets, is rolling along. Uh, did I forget one? I think that's just just you forgot to talk about how great Gordon is. 
That should be just so, like oh, a, in every oh, episode. Can right, we add right. a segment oh, of course. to our show that's how great is Gordon? <laughs> totally. But he can't ever be on for it. No, we have to of just course not. Talk about him behind his back. Yeah. Yeah. Positively behind his back and then yeah, negatively yeah, yeah. to his face. <laughs>